The following podcast you're about to listen to is brought to you by the Push Start Media Network, where everything you do in life begins with Push and Start. Oh, it's definitely not. It's not, because I know what we about to do. <laughs> oh, it's most definitely not. Man, let's just get right into it then. Welcome to the darkness. Welcome to the darkness indeed. It's another episode of To Be Continued. It's your boy, C. Ham. You already know you can't spell champion without it. And of course, I got my ace with me. R-O-double-X. What you know about that? Ain't no need to flex. Yeah, we see you typing. We see you text. Yeah. Tyrannosaurus Rex. How's this being retired? I was, I was like, where is he going to land? It? I yeah. can't wait to see. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what I got for y'all. Tyrannosaurus Rex. You already know who it is. It's Devil Trick in the right. We're here with the ones and the twos and the P's and the Q's. Absolutely. But uh, something crazy just happened this weekend, this past weekend. Something crazy came out, I should say. Oh, yeah, that's a fact. Crazy, depending on who you are and what kind of stuff you're into. But, like, especially if you're a wrestling fan, like we are, um, the dark side of the ring, I know you've been watching it because you told the chat, you told our chat, our personal chat to talk about they it. They was on an island. On the island they were on. Tell them. I, listen, I was just casually. Was it the island of West Baganza? Perhaps? It was the, not only the island of West Baganza. <laughs> when we got into the island of West Baganza, there was a gate, and it told us to take our hats off. It was land, was there about, dollar bills in that land? There was going to be a lot of $2 bills oh, in there. Oh, my goodness. A lot of them. That sounded like a land that some should not ever go and see. Listen, as long as the portal was open, we could cross over. <laughs> But I don't like know. Like uh, It was practice. Oh, man. It was just practice. It was just practice. But um, I was uh, rolling up some uh, medicinal goods legal in New York State. <laughs> and uh, I was just sitting there casually watching uh, Vice uh, channel on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Love Vice. One of my favorite channels all time. Yeah, it caught my eye. Oh, Dark Side of the Ring always catches my eye with aesthetics and uh, stylization and Let's talk about that for a second, because I was just saying that to Bree when we were watching it. Like, right. You could tell that the directors directors of this show mm-hmm. really are wrestling fans. Like, because, the, for instance, the reenactments. Yeah. They could have just put some, like, bullcrap pictures or images or, like, had somebody talking when they had, like, a blurred out. But, like, they really have some cinematic camera work and, like, the way it looks is you know very what, clean. You know it's what it reminds me of? It reminds me of... Uh, the old mystery show. Yeah. You know, Unsolved Mysteries. It does. But it does it's have like, an Unsolved Mystery vibe to but it. But it's like darker yeah. for a wrestling, it, you know? I, I really enjoy that. Like, you could tell the directors were like, you know, I know that this is a reenactment-based show, but, like, we're going to put some effort in it. Even, like, to the... The, the, the sp- realistic... The sprites like, and everything of the of people that yeah. they're using, they even kind of try to make them look like them to a degree or have some tells that let you know, oh, that's so-and-so before right. they even talk about them. So, like... I really enjoyed that too, but like, finish what you were saying. Oh yeah, so I'm watching this, you know, and I'm, I'm like, okay, so I'm just, you know, smoking and toting, just watching, and they talk about the uh, the worst plane ride in history, and I've heard rumors, like, not even heard rumors, mm-hmm. you just hear things like that just being thrown out there every well, once now, in a while. I don't know if you ever saw this, but like WWE Network before they transferred over to Peacock, I don't know if yeah. they're still on Peacock, but they had this thing called um, Story Time. With the cartoon With characters. With the cartoons. Okay. Ric Flair told a version of this story on Storytime. And I'll allude to this later because I know what you're gonna what you're gonna talk about we'll, next we'll, is gonna get to. Because I, I definitely want to hear his version. Yeah, so we'll go ahead. 
So yeah, I'm just sitting here, just like, mm-hmm, this is cool. Let me tell you when it got, it, it, it sounded pretty cool. They was talking about, okay, so it consisted of them going on a European tour for like yep. maybe like four days. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I think that was about right. It was like a weekend and yeah. uh, a weekday. And and the wrestlers, they were just like, yeah, we over here. We making money. We going to Europe. You know what I'm saying? We having a good time. We usually get this super and, presidential slash crazy plane right. to commute back and forth to uh, both trips. Because this plane, this plane company was made specifically for right. those kind of people, athletes, sports teams. I, th- I believe like they, played, they traveled Jack. to Arizona to wherever they did in Europe. Mm-hmm. So they would, like you said, they would facilitate a lot of athletes and stuff like that. And also during this time, which I think is going to be beneficial to those that don't really know the story. Right. During this time, this was like right in the attitude era right. time period where oh, this Vince, McMahon like on had, tops. Vince McMahon had just purchased WCW and ECW. So like right. they were literally the monopoly of wrestling. So the amount of money that these wrestlers were making as individuals and as a company was like. This is like when so Brock Lesnar was around. He was in his prime. Like right. he just got there. He was like a twenty-five-year-old brick shit house still. Right, point. right, right. So, so like, like, like even the the list there. You know, when they was naming off the wrestlers, the Rob Van Dam. You know, what mm-hmm. I'm saying Undertaker. Uh, Brock uh, Lesnar was there. Kurt right. Henning was there. Right. There was a lot of Scott Hall and, and uh, Kevin Nash were there. Right. There was a lot of really really high profile. Like household X-Pac names was there. Yeah, a lot of household names were on that plane. Yeah, so pretty much Tommy Dreamer, and I'll allude to him later too. Oh, his he make me. Yeah, I, I ain't I ain't I ain't like what he was talking about. Yeah, we'll allude to him yeah. later because I, he, I got he was some talking that nonsense. He was talking that nonsense. I wanted to just be like, bro, you did you dead at truly? All right, truly. But okay, so I'm watching this, and they say like the last plane ride, maybe like the the one where uh, I think they got delayed for like at least seven hours, like seven hours yep. and then they had to go seven hours on the trip itself. So pretty much they basically ordered like three carts of liquor yep. and everything was uh, all good just a week ago. Um, nah, it was getting bad straight from the gate. Like, cause the late, the way the lady was describing it, the, cause fortunately I love that they had the other perspective of right. the flight attendant. That's somebody that wasn't an athlete, didn't have nothing to do Her with nothing. Whole, and, and mind you, her whole like energy and actual communication and her body language indicated that she was disgusted. You could she, just tell she was just there to tell a story. Yeah, and she didn't want nothing out of it. She was just telling things like it was, and, yep. what, and she didn't. And I didn't see her the energy to lie, deceive anybody. I didn't see. I can't even she see got, what she would benefit nah, from that. Like, like she was just. You could just see it. Like if you watch it, you can just see when somebody's like. Physically uncomfortable when right. you're talking about something. Oh my goodness! Like, it it made like, me be like, it just made me I was be sad like, for her. hold on, let me put this out real quick and listen to this uh, English woman's story because yeah. her sincerity and her voice, like She's she what, never she encountered would, that before she would in her drew life. Me in. It's because like yeah. I knew the story a little bit, like because like I said, the, the the story time told a little bit of it, right? But like when they brought her in and they started bringing a lot of the wrestlers that weren't WWE guys, like they brought a lot of ECW and WCW guys. For right, this information. So I was like, "That's a level of bias they're not going to have." She wasn't so even speaking it. bad about them at first. Mm-hmm. Not at first. She wasn't saying she anything was, bad. She, she said, said every she was just doing their job. Was she cool. was just telling the story as she, re- she recalls recants it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I believed her because when Rob Van Dam and I know Rob Van Dam oh, yeah, as, as a as a as a as a straight arrow. Yeah, and I'm. It's not like I know him personally. I met him in person. Just but you can just tell one of them type of characters that's just like, I'm going to just tell it like it is. Mm-hmm. And if you want to fight, 
We can fight. I, he seemed like that type of guy. Like him and Chris he, Jericho, he, are that that club. straight up. And I yep. feel like that's why Chris Jericho t- like produces that show in a sense because mm-hmm. he has a lot. In, he has a lot of involvement. I'm so glad it. that he's so involved in that. That's one of my favorite. Parts he seems he seems like a straight up dude, and you always know that wrestling is really dark. And when I tell you the story, the stories on there was dark. So we just gonna skip to my man Ric Flair. Skip to it, please. Cause that's the high. That's the if if you're if this is a right. roller coaster of an episode, that's the point. That's where we're it. Like this is this is what them. caught me. This is actually what caught me to be like, let me pay attention to this woman's story because she's not saying this. Because if she wanted something out of this whole entire ordeal, she right. would have been went after. There's other people that actually went after them for this, but right. she was not one of them. Right. She was just lucky and grateful to be out of there alive and. Just Safe. to tell her experience. She didn't even want to be there. She said, she, I really didn't want to talk about this, but we're going to talk about it. Yeah. If so, she knew that no one would know this perspective if she didn't tell it. Because right. they reached out to the other people and they did not want to offer any information. She right. was the only one. And it so, make me it make me look at Ric Flair a little different. Agreed. You know. And I hate to say that because he, uh, before I watched this, one of my favorite people right, in the wrestling world. Right, he is dirtiest player in the game. So it's like, that is just... Being a guy, and I know this is probably same for you. Being a right. guy that has sisters, right? That's what made it like moms and stuff like that. I, ain't not, like that. Not, I somebody, didn't like that that's either. Somebody mom, that's somebody's sister. She that's just somebody, had a baby. That was somebody's wife, right, bro? Like, and you bugging? I I did not like that. I'm not gonna go into the graphic detail what he was doing, but I'll tell the WWE storyline, story time go ahead, version tell, of tell it. That ver- tell I'll that, tell that version of it because. Up, in, up until this point, that was the version. That was the only version I knew. So WWE story time is something that was very, very interesting. And rest in peace to Mean Gene Okerlund because I found out that this whole thing, this whole concept of that show was his idea. And he was the narrator of it. And he made that whole show go. I think that's why there's no more new seasons of it. But long story short, what they would do is they would make, um, they would animate it. They would make it into a cartoon. Uh, a wrestler would come in and tell a story about maybe ribs or, you know, something that the boys have done or, you know, whatever in the wrestling culture or telling yeah. a story about a great match or whatever the case may be. And they tell that story and then the, you know, the, the people visualize it in a cartoon. The cartoon style is right. very interesting. It's very captivating. So, like, I'm sure a lot of people have seen these. Ric Flair tells a story about it. A lot of it sounds exactly like the beginning of it until it gets to him strutting. Because his his version version. of the story is that the women wanted him to do that. They were like, oh, Rick. He's like, I'm the nature boy. They were like, you know, Rick, show us the robe. Put on the robe. So he puts on his version of the story. He puts on the robe and proceeds to strut around and, you know, show his stuff to to the people. Right. That's his version of the story. Right. Her version of the story is not like that. Her, her version of the story went like this. Her, yeah, go ahead. The, t- the, the fellas. Tell me a bridge. And this is another tell weird me. thing about it. And this is why, too, I'm glad that certain certain wrestlers that was just, you always know they a little strange. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or just whatever the case might be. But I'm glad that my favorite wrestler, The Undertaker, had nothing to do with any of any of this because Mm -hmm. that's why I like him as a character. He's not down. He's a straightforward. That's why everybody. If if you're a locker room, if you respect it as a locker room leader, right? As long as this man been in the business, and people still to this day coming into the business respect you as such, right? That says something about who you are. You know, and then it's not like he don't got a sense of humor. Mm -hmm. It's not like. He doesn't play a certain role or mm-hmm. is a certain character, but that is a straight up stand up dude. I've never heard anything bad about Taker as a as a 
person. Right. That's that's the thing. You know what I'm saying? I've never heard bad things about this person. A fair, equal dude. You know, and that's what I like. You know, stand up dudes. So pretty much that they, they all the dudes. They like he usually does this, and it's a joke. And this is what Tommy Dreamer was talking that about. That annoyed me that they were. It was so regular. To Word, them. it's like, a regular. They're joke like, oh, to he y'all. does this. Yeah, he just. But first of all, why do I want to see a grown man naked slinging his thing around like a helicopter? No I, one wants if, to see that. If I if I wanted to see that, I go on my own mirror and do it my damn self. That's what I'm saying. Stop like, playing with me. I'm sure the women right. didn't even want to see that. So why right. do dudes want to see that? But the only benefit of the doubt that I give that I gave them in this scenario specifically was they was hammered. They drunk. was hammered when they was talking about the amount of liquor they were consuming. Like three, the lady said, three carts. Had they? She said, had anyone ever finished a cart on a flight? She said, I've never had Seen, to yeah. order a second cart on any flight, let alone go. Let alone three. before we even took. That's before they even took off. Right. Not to mention what they was probably consuming while they were on the plane. Oh, they had drugs on they deck. They had drugs and alcohol on deck. On so deck. It was like, they had needles on deck o- over there. They had all type of stuff. I think they broke the emergency door. They almost did. Yeah. They, they bumped into it and... And it like moved or something like that. It's just... A I would have told them, stop playing with me. Thing, I'll fight all y'all on this plane. This one was, by one. This was one thing that kind of <laughs> really annoyed me about it personally. Was like... The... Well, two things. The lack of respect from the athlete standpoint because Vince McMahon was on the plan. Killer asks what we want for food. Do you want anything for food? I'm no, sorry. I'm good. I'm good. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, but um, I don't. First of all, I don't. I would never conduct myself like that in the presence of somebody that's my boss, that right. sends my checks, number one. Number two, I don't like the way Vince McMahon handled it. I don't like the fact that he put all the pressure on Jim Ross, even though, yes, that was his designated position at the time. Right. But I feel like being who Vince McMahon is, everyone would respect his authority. And a lot of this shit could have been thwarted if he would have came back there and stepped in opposed to sending Jim Ross back there to do his dirty work. Right. And then who, what, like, why are you condoning this attitude and this, I didn't like, like this behavior from you're superstars. I don't care if boys will be boys or anything like that. Like all I know, like well, he's like that. Vince McMahon. It comes from. The, it starts from the top down. Anybody yeah. that tells stories, they say Vince McMahon ribs just like that. There's a very similar another story about a plane ride where Vince McMahon was wrestling with, I believe, Kurt Angle on the plane. Like this is something that doesn't just. It wasn't a one off. Right. This happens a lot. So that that's that was one thing that that really stood out to me. I was like, this lets me know that like what these kind plane of people, rides are right. always like this. But I think it's like an elitist thing. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like it's truly an elitist thing because I think if you really think about it, Vince McMahon is like one of the elites. Truth, and I mean like like uh, Rothschild or something like that. Truth, he's one of the richest people in the right. world. Right, and I, I WWE not only to put it in perspective for those that who. Who may be listening to this who aren't privy to who Vince McMahon is per se. Um, WWE itself as a company has not one but multiple million dollar TV uh, deals right. with different networks. And they stocks and stuff like and, that and too. That's that's just the base level of like what this man brings in, not to mention the merch. And the engagements from live performances, which they do three hundred and twenty times a, a year, sometimes more. I mean, three hundred twenty days a year. 
sometimes more. And to be the only monopoly in like wrestling for a time. Yeah, especially at that time, they were the only ones. Right. If you weren't wrestling for WWE at that time, you weren't it was, wrestling. It was it was over. It was yeah. done deal. Like if you weren't at WWE at that time, like who? Not to take anything from anybody who may have been wrestling at that point, but in the eyes of the business, if you weren't wrestling for WWE, then no one cared. So it was like, and it went back to even someone mentioned that Ric Flair being a made man because right. he didn't. Jr. said that he didn't suffer any repercussions. Bro, when well. Jr. looked at was like Jr. was just like like the the real like the, the, the realization the of him understanding like mm-hmm. wait wait a minute he should have got in trouble mm-hmm. I didn't really it, it, I I would have thought he would have and in his mind what he said was he shouldn't have to be the caretaker of a bunch of grown men. Yeah, he, he shouldn't have to do he that. that. He's like, I, he I don't shouldn't have to follow have, everybody right. around and make sure they're being he says, I'm not. He says, I'm not sure if it happened, but if if it did, I'm not doubting it. Yeah, like, And on some real, I shouldn't have to be the one to tell a bunch of grown men how to behave like men. Mm-hmm. You know? That's so true. Not like boys, but like men. Mm-hmm. And even to the, the, the first start off of, I understand, you know, Brock and uh whoever was going at it, but they was just play fighting. Yeah. You know what I'm him saying? And, and then they and they and they bumped into uh was it Kurt? Yeah. Okay. Him and Kurt. Yeah. It was but they and he bumped into they bumped into the thing and it was like, yo, y'all gotta chill. And they that's chilled when out. Everybody jumped in. Everybody yeah, they was like, cool. okay, y'all gotta chill out because and that's understandable. Like you playing around and stuff like that, y'all running and stuff, yeah. But y'all still on a plane, thirty thousand feet. That's, that's yeah. what that's what scares me. Like walking to the bathroom on a plane, right? Kind of gets me nervous. Like let alone you talking about you full on sprinting and tackling, right? Somebody? Tackling somebody and y'all re- play wrestling and ju- like doing all this stuff. And I understood like I'm scared. I understood still like he wasn't gonna uh, like attack him like that. You know what I'm saying? But right. this is I I I get it. Like this is how boys usually play. Like we. We about to wrestle. We about yeah, to they ah, were roughhousing. Ah, you know what I'm That's saying? That's why even when Jim Ross came back there, he said they were play fighting. Right. They like, just play fighting. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just you when you got two six four, big two hundred and eighty pounds. Yeah, word. Human beings, like, it's gonna look like a massacre. And they tussling and stuff like that. <laughs> right. So so they breaking chair they breaking chairs yeah. off of Something that's probably the screwed in all type like, of shit. I I probably could understand that. Yeah. But uh as far as the other conduct that was going on, well, like one them thing, taking drugs, to and- take a light, to go on a lighter note of the episode, one thing that really stood out to me, and I love that they, I, I don't want to say I love that they put it in there because that sounds weird. That sounds like I'm laughing and like in in you know embarking in someone's pain. But the part about Goldust and Terry Reynolds when uh, they were going through the divorce, like right, th- there were some things that I never understood about him at the time and now i can like in hindsight seeing what he was going through career career wise yeah and seeing that perspective of what he was going through outside of the ring right it really let me understand like what the hell his psyche must have been going through and it makes me it makes me think almost like how art musical artists are like they always do better when they're going through some shit like they always put out the best music or the most creative output crazy when they're going through and That's, that was when he was really having a good run as the Intercontinental Champion. Right. And, like, it's crazy to correlate that to his Him divorce going and through a going divorce through or all, something like and that. drug abuse and all of that stuff. Because he was going through pain. Yeah. He was just coming out of that when that happened. So it's like, damn. It's like, it made me step back and be like, 
you really truly never know what people be going through. Like we were just talking about crazy. that, and like I was just uh, talking about that with somebody in music. Like yeah. once you get with, like not to say like once you get with somebody in music, you know what I mean. I feel like a lot of your music has changed. Mm-hmm. Um, just it to cor- just to correlate the artistry to uh to life, art imitates life. Yep. So and the same thing with Ric Flair. You feel what I'm saying? Art imitates life. So if you feel like he the nature boy, he's you know. Made man, woo, he's, yeah, he's, high flying. He's, you know what I'm saying? Thirty thousand suit buying. You know, girls want to really be trying. That was right? him. Yeah, he so lived that. he still lives that exactly, and that's in his mind. You know what I mean? So yep. he projects that. He, you know, that's that's his illusionary state. He he trans translates that in his art. Mm-hmm. So that's why I, I, when I was talking about like maybe the music or whatever like that, they were just more so like, okay, once you get with somebody. It, it can't you don't pull from a place of sorrow or pain anymore yeah. you know or like that dark place where you had to get it out mm-hmm. the bucket the mud to live yeah you're bouncing creativity off someone else now it's, now it's different yeah now you happy yep. now what you gonna rap or sing about right we don't want to hear about you being happy and you just that and the third we want to hear about that real shit right you know excuse my french no, uh but you're right that's the uh, a lot of times i think it's comes from the perspective of consumers a lot of time we're selfish right we forget that there's a human behind the artistry that we're consuming like yeah we want to see gold does wrestling but my man just went through a divorce he's going through some shit like he's having hard times right now like it's just i don't know no like realistically um what can i really give a good example to a real okay kanye Mm-hmm. When Kanye was, and I'm not gonna say he's, he wasn't going through periods of pain all his life, you, you know. You can see it specifically on two projects, but like 808s and Heartbreak, that's it. My Dark Twisted Fantasy, that's it. You, you see a little him. bit on Jesus, you, you, you know. Could, you could see, especially 808s. Yeah, you could tell the whole vibe of who he was as a human, right? Was like he was, changed from and that. what he was going through. Yeah, like you could just t- when he made that movie for uh, my dark twisted fantasy. Yep. I could tell like he was going through it. He was suffering from going through his it. Loss. Yeah, trying to figure out a way where all the success, money, you know, what I'm saying, drugs, sex, alcohol. Mm-hmm. Where 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 all is that leading to in his life? You could see it. Right. Like, you could just see it in his music, and and that's something that's just like. I love Kanye music. I love all of his music right now. Mm-hmm. His music is really just as good as it ever been, but I find myself not listening to it. And I do listen to it frequently, but I find myself not really listening to it because there's some part of me, and I'm not going to lie, that just wants to hear that, oh, yay, go off on somebody or like mm-hmm. really get into his bag that great you know, Kanye bag i know what you're talking not about. his just his gospel bag because i respect his gospel bag i'll be bumping his gospel bag all day you know what it's, i'm saying just like heat. walter it's you know heat. what i mean but man what i wouldn't that's why i love that life of the party this because mm-hmm. i felt like that was something that was inside of him that he needed to get that he out. needed to get it out there and i don't feel like it should stop you like bro like you could be in service to god but at the same time I don't feel like that should stop you from expressing yourself in music in a a certain sense. It's a a fine line because speaking from a perspective of someone who kind of like weirdly transitioned like that, because with me, it kind of went in a backwards 
route. Like usually you'll hear like someone was a regular rapper and then, you know, they, they went turned, to God yeah, and they went yeah. to God and they turned to a gospel rapper. It was opposite for me. Like I began to learn rap as a gospel artist because like believe it or not, people, there was a period in my life where I like I didn't even say swear words. Like I was in church like all day, every day. Like I was training to become a minister and all kinds of things like that. But life happened and you know I, I started getting older and seeing things for kind of what they were and seeing me for what I was and I started to understand what was going on but like I know from that world specifically the religious world right they're very strict when it comes to the way you represent yourself yeah you and just... especially with your artistry because music is spo- supposed to be something that you use to praise or lift up Music has a powerful uh, energy. It does. It it's, can be. It's the only thing that yeah. you can listen to, no matter what language you speak, and you can and get feel something, from, something it. Yeah. from it. You can get something like like us. We listen to Japanese, Korean, all types of music where we don't even know what the hell they're saying. Like right. I listen to Indian artists and all that. Like I don't know one word of what they're saying, but I'm bobbing my head. Because you feel the energy from it. Feel it. It's right. Like, they give you vibes, and it's just like I feel like artists. Wrestlers need to be considered artists. True, they, they are though, right? I don't are think I don't I don't think they're considered as such because they literally play a character their entirety of their career until they decide to stop playing that character. You're literally acting, yeah, you're, your actor. whole life, yeah, right. And especially and, if you're amplifying it by working for WWE, where they don't even consider you a pro wrestler anymore. That's taboo to say that you're a sports entertainer. entertainer. It's different. It's like a whole different vibe and way that you're treated it's like it's like working for apple or working for like whatever small non-name brand nokia company down here it's it's a big fucking difference see but and to me too i think those i think the titles are reversed because i think when you like a a a professional whatever you call that Mm -hmm. an entertainer sports entertainer yeah eh, i don't love like i don't like that energy from it when they say you a professional wrestler it, that it, means it evokes that, something more. It yeah, evokes something definitely. more. Like out, like you a pro wrestler. That and means it makes, that, that makes, you know how to wrestle. Mm-hmm. You can wrestle am- amateur, amateur wise, but you have enough skill and precision mm-hmm. to be a pro wrestler. Yes, you know what I'm saying. And it then, makes it makes me think from the perspective of why I don't I don't like the fact that wrestlers don't get enough uh, praise as athletes in general. Right, because like, you're still I, wrestling at the end of the day, and truth, that's an Olympic sport. Whether Thank you. That's why I said pro wrestler. Like you, whether, are- <laughs> whether it's whether it's scripted or predetermined or whatever word that you want to describe skill. it to remember a spot. That's like even being screw, a stuntman. Screw that. Go. I'll tell somebody go hit, go take a bump in the mat on the mat on a wrestling mat. It's right not now. easy. That shit hurts. It's not easy. Tell them to to bounce off the ropes. It's not. It's it's like what? pure iron or pure that's steel. Cable. Like yeah. that's actual that's cable. Not, you have to know how to bounce off there. So you got to know how to simple sell. stuff like that. You got to know how to like act. That. You have to be conscious. Not only it. that, there's no off season in wrestling. There is. If not. you're a wrestler, you, you 100% wrestle all hurt. year. Yeah, you 100 percent wrestle all, all the time. year, all the time. Holidays don't matter. You traveling, you always on the road. Right. So like, I feel like wrestlers in general need more respect as a character. Right. Like go, going. I mean, as an athlete, but going back to what you're saying in that same regard they do as well as a character because True. they're in times forced to portray this role. And I can totally imagine that there has to be a point where the fucking lines just completely blur one another. And you don't know who Richard Flair is or who Ric Flair, where he starts and where he begins. The lines that I, 
I understood that the lines blurred when I watched the Broken Skull podcast with mm-hmm. The Undertaker. Yeah. For all of I and I've and I've always known in my heart and my soul that the way this dude is on TV, I know if I ever met him in life, he's probably one of the nicest people ever. Because mm-hmm. it's certain, it's a certain character. In order for you to be something like that, yeah, like held something to a, like held to a regard that, like that for as I, long as he has been. So like, but for a long time, I couldn't, I couldn't see him anything else as the Undertaker. So when I seen him just as Mark, Mark Calloway, is you weird, know, right? his voice is different. Totally his, different. His demeanor. Is not different, but it's just more. It's open. positive and more. I think it's more open, right? Usually, he would always have to shield everything because kayfabe, and, I, and he's and I feel a old like, school vet. And I feel like that part of him inside of him made that that other part greater because I agree. When you when they say you deal with Taker as far as kayfabe, he's going to be Taker. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, in that kayfabe, he's going to see about you, take care of you, make sure everything is right. Be fair, not only to you, but to himself. Uh, just like a real father, big brother figure. Yeah. Like, like the reason why Taker is Taker is because you fear and respect him. True. You fear his character, but you respect him as a person. True. You respect That's his energy, his aura. He's an enigmatic figure mm-hmm. that just comes through. And you may think, like, this dude can, like, kick down a steel door. And, and you might and, believe and give it. you some flowers yeah. just to give you some flowers like <laughs> you miss these flowers take them now before you get in a casket like oh shit i'm sorry bro for real my bad like, no but i get what you're saying it's like yeah these these human beings behind the characters that they're projecting literally the entirety of their life sometimes and this is not giving them a pass for their behavior but sometimes i can identify and understand it's a lot of pressure. They behave. The it's a lot of pressure behave. to be. It's yeah, a ton. especially when you're at, like somebody like like you mentioned Undertaker. People like Ric Flair, like the Stone Colds, the The Rocks, John Cena's. Right. People up there, the Hulk Hogan's, like whatever they do, regardless of how small or big, it's going to get thrust to a gigantic light because of their stardom. Right. So, like, I think one of the backlashes from this episode releasing is a lot of it already started a lot of people are, are oh getting yes in trouble. definitely tommy dreamer already got in trouble for backing uh rick flair rick flair's actions that's what i'm saying and they suspended him indefinitely you shouldn't have never done that you should have well, never impact, came out I your mouth say. and yeah. said no wild shit said no wild yeah. stuff like that bro. I, I agree that was you. out of line even if you felt that way right because i'm sure there were other people that were interviewed that may have felt that way but I'm not gonna say that, knowing that millions. He was of wrong people, for even thinking that way, bro. I agree. Like, cause, like, even I too, agree. like, he. But oh, he it was just a it. joke, and he he, said it. exactly. And it's just like, bro. Regardless, a time and a place, right, bro? And and I'm not gonna tell you personally and morally, you're wrong to me. But yeah. at the same time, you're entitled to your own opinions as long as you keep that opinion to yourself. Right. You know what I'm saying? You don't, like you say, you don't have to say everything right then and there. And if that's how you felt. In your Fine. whole overall view, then you need to go home and evaluate your whole overall view. True. And I'm not even going to say it's fine because, bro, he disgusted me when he was just like, yeah, it was a joke. And it was all. Uh, but you yeah. don't know how this that what, woman felt. I, like, that's what I was going to say. This is what it is. I think sometimes us as men, we aren't able to differentiate certain stuff. Yeah. And we're different. Me and yeah. you personally are different because, again, we have sisters so we grow up learning to adjust 
to the way we behave right. specifically around them or in the area where they can see our behavior. For instance, if we go to the bathroom, we're not going to leave the damn toilet seat up because we know our sister might have to come in there and pee. And, take a pee. and if she falls in the toilet, we in trouble. Right. Things like that. If you don't have any atmosphere like that. Right. You don't if you're no always around the boys. Right. You don't know how to behave. Like, and that sucks. Like, to to sit back and look, look at it because that messes that can mess with people's psyche just not even being around something right the lack of something being in your life or being around people like that or if he even if he was around people like that they didn't have enough of an impact on him to make him behave accordingly you know what i you know what it is though this is exactly what i'm gonna just surmise it to he's yeah. a turbo nerd yeah he's one of those kids that probably got picked on or oh, bullied, he was. He he talks or about all that. that other type of stuff, and now you uh, attain to you. That's what made him get big and get into wrestling in general. He started bodybuilding because he was a scrawny kid right. being picked on. And it's nothing against anybody that wants to be stronger or strive to achieve, but don't let that change your morals or your anything. Just like when uh, it's got to be hard when you Jr. Get to that said level, that. And, and, and X Pac didn't go too far. He just cut off. Uh, yeah, he cut off Michael Hayes' head. Yeah, he cut, that's funny too. I want to side, I want to sidebar that because. I remember that because I remember that's when he was managing the brood and he had short hair and he, it just came out of nowhere. And I was like, why the hell did Michael Hayes got short hair? Now that I've seen that, I was like, oh, it makes that's sense. That's why he has short hair. And see that right there. That's some, the boys will be boys. Yeah. That's, some, that's an acceptable he was behavior. Like, he was like, he was trying to prove himself. He was trying he was to, a young he was guy younger guy. The, the, the guys were bigger. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm saying? He was strong. He was a, he was a tough dude. If you don't know who he is, like in that's, comparison uh, to a lot of wrestlers, he's a small individual. That's six, right? Yeah, that's, that's a, six. Six pots. Um, he, he's a Sean Waltman, if you want to Google him. But in comparison to especially wrestlers of that time, everybody was big and huge right. and massive. And it was all about you got to be a big guy. And he was a cruiserweight in the land of giants. So right. And he, he was very things. well respected. Of course, but you always, whenever you're like that, you're going to do things to behave to show yeah. that I can hang with the big boys, too. And at least, even, okay. And even the roughhousing. Right. The, the wrestling. Even, like, like if I was asleep and somebody came over and cut one of my dreads off. Yeah. I wouldn't be mad. I would be kind of tight. Yeah. I would be kind of tight. He cut that man whole ponytail off. They he cut, definitely what did. What if they cut your whole bun off, though? See, that's, that's a one. different story. See, it, we this is what it and is. And they hung it on the wall. That's right. But that's that's <laughs> but see that like okay, so I would kind of be mad, but then I'm like, you know what? That just gives me a better better reason to have my vengeance on you in a crazy way. See? Like crazy way, like Retaliate. like you could you could be doing an interview in the middle of Renee Young doing and I know just she wasn't up. at the time. Right. You know what I'm just saying? Renee Young you in the middle of your I'm I'm gonna pull up on you and throw a bucket of ice on you. <laughs> <laughs> and then walk away. They're like, "What you do that for?" And I'm like, "Yo, bro, I don't. This, this is beef you don't understand. This is beef you don't yeah, understand. You, you wasn't. Kidding. I don't care if it's on TV or not, bro. We we gonna, we gonna like, handle. What we you handle. did you did this to me. I'm gonna make sure you look like a clown. Or I'm a. Or while you doing the interview, I'm gonna throw like spitballs, like big spitballs at you while you doing the interview. Or 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 like, uh, yeah, the match was. Or like be or um, all black, just be masked up and just run by you real fast and just 
fucking hit you with a balloon full of piss oh, and I vinegar. I'm tired. You think you're going wild now? You're taking, wild it, now? you're taking it to the level. That's why you don't. Fuck, that's why you don't mess with me. You take it to level. You cut my hair off though. See, that's what I'm saying. So Michael Hayes had the right See, to be mad. Listen, listen. So if you cut one of the little dreads off, that's the level. But if you cut the yeah, whole, you cut the whole, he cut the whole bun. Yeah, yeah I got to get you. You got to get fought or something. See, I'm not gonna fight you because nah, if I, I gotta, fight you, I gotta fight. You. I see. I, see? see yeah, I gotta fight you. I, and, and I would I normally. I, I love my golden locks. I, I, listen, I love my, my I love my my Jones too. And normally, I would have probably tried to beat the brakes off you. But you know what? I feel like if I hit you with the piss and vinegar balloon, it's more. It's gonna be it's more, more impactful. Yeah, it's more impactful. It's, it's better than me knocking you and out. That kind of fits more with the culture of like the boys. Yeah, quote unquote. You hit with the piss were. and vinegar. Why did you hit me? People you, are gonna be telling that legendary. Oh man, you yeah. heard that legendary story when rocks hit that man with the piss, the piss and vinegar. vinegar? Now yeah. we know he can fight, but he chose to hit him with the piss and vinegar. Touche, touche. We know he can fight, Psycho- but he- psychological yeah. warfare. Like <laughs> I chose to hit you with this. <laughs> I chose to hit you with this instead of one of these. What you want to do about it? Nah, man. But I, I'm I'm right with you on that. Like while it does not excuse the behavior, right? We are people that get we we like to examine both sides of the spectrum. So I I understand why he behaved. He way he the way he why he did yeah but again it, it does doesn't not, give an excuse or credence yeah and I don't think other people should be condoning it for him like right or advocating it yeah even if you feel that way shut the fuck up like excuse me but like you don't need to like it's cool you feel like that but just be quiet because we already know it's his not opinion great. was tasteless it was very ta- it was, it was when, so unnecessary it made me be like and every time he kept popping up i was just like be quiet like, like i know like i can tell that moment there in particular you can tell he's he's a, a wrestler that comes from the old world he still doesn't understand that he's in a new age he's in the digital era and whatever you do and say is gonna be like he a beta male to me he a beta male only a beta male will conduct himself as such. I oh, get that. And to follow after, okay, because, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with certain aspects of a beta male, but he's the wrong aspects of a beta male. You following a wrong alpha male, or you following a wrong person that you feel like yeah. is your big brother. Like sometimes, and I don't even think I don't think in that scenario it was even a case of following him. I think he was just like accepting it. I don't I don't think it would have okay. mattered who it was. With Tommy Dreamer, I you think, think okay, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. I don't think it would have made a difference that you're it was right. Ric Flair, Scott Hall. I don't think it would have mattered. I think he would have spoke up for whoever did it, honestly, right? Just by the way that he delivered what he said, I was just like, this could have been anybody sitting here. He wouldn't have gave an f. He would have just been like, right? Oh, no, this is what the boys do. This is what we do all the time. Like he would have had that same energy. And I understand, like you want to. That's that's what made it different for me because, like, when Jim Ross was acknowledging it, he was acknowledging like how we were. He was like, well. This is Ric Flair, so like, there's kind of nothing that we can do, even though we know it's not a bad thing. Whereas Tommy Jr. is like, "Oh man, it's cool." Like, like, but the whole thing about it was that even when you seen Jr. speak about it, he's a veteran. Yeah, he's most for certainly in alpha energy because for sure he is a elder statesman of his craft. If you want to, if you want so to, if you want to be an announcer, you need to watch yeah. some Jim Ross. And, and if you haven't, what are you watching? He's in, char- he's in charge of talent. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's in charge of a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So you want, and, and that man doesn't have those leadership qualities for no reason. True. So, truth. Him just being honest, like, 
something should have happened to Ric Flair. Everybody got in trouble except for Ric Flair, and mm-hmm. he had to deal out those punishments. Mm-hmm. Did you have to deal out the punishment to Ric Flair? At the time, he was just like, no. But I didn't think about it at the time because it was so much on my plate. And I had to just deal just, this out. I was, and just from that flight alone, all right. the other stuff that he had to do, he had to fire mad people. Right. He, oh, oh, my goodness. Right. There's, There's so much lot. on his plate. There's and, a lot going on. And I realized that he just realized, like, wait a minute. Like it came it was to so him many when they distractions asked going on. It came to him when they asked him. I didn't reprimand him. And then on top of that, could I, I even have like, the, could yeah, I, could, could I, I have? He's a maiden. He's like, yo, like that was, that was one of the that scariest was very, parts. That was very, that was, that was the, that was the moment that like, if you're going to pin a moment in the, that episode, that's the moment. Right. right. There. And the, and the yeah. women and the woman and the and the one flight attendant i think it was two of them one of them was not on the plane but she was in charge of it and then i got to look at it again yeah but i'm definitely going to watch the that main woman again. that was just like i'm just here to tell a story i'm not going to i'm not i don't want no fame i don't, I don't want, want no fame press. i don't want nothing from i don't this. want, I want anything from it side. i just some they asked me i came here i didn't want to but you know what it's something that needs to be told mm-hmm. and it's something that needs to be said and expressed Truth. And I commend her for her, for her bravery. Like I seen the honesty, and and I just seen everything in her face. Like, bro, like yeah, the body language is like I said immediately when she started talking about it. You can just tell that she was like just cringed by it. It was just like when she told the story, like, oh. she told the story. Then when Rob Van Dam told he just the came story, and just, he said it. He solidified. He cut it. out all the. He cut out all the because she's a woman, so she's gonna feel a certain type of way and. And deliver things a, a certain yeah, way. Yeah. yeah. He cut, he's, he basically, the back of the book with her, he said, okay, I got you. She went back there, mm-hmm. held her against her will in a certain sense. You know what I'm saying? Made her, made her t- try to touch his stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just acting all uncharacteristic, well, in his character. And, and, not characteristic under, of a human, like how a human being could, should conduct himself, but characteristic of in the him, sight of Ric Flair. Yeah, of Ric Flair. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he was wrong for that. Truth. And 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 this thank, is the thing. And thank goodness for uh, uh, Golda's intervening finally. Right. Well, and she remembered that too. She was like, "Yo, what would have happened if he there didn't. wasn't any other gentleman there?" Right. Fortunately, he wasn't like wasted to the point that he couldn't inter- interfere. Right. So I don't know, man. And God, yeah, well, well, she did say that she didn't feel like he was gonna like. No, that's put that, himself but that, but that was the, that, and that's Dude, the she thing. Did say, but that. this the thing though, for her to even say that, but then say all the other stuff accountable. That's why I totally believe her. Yeah, she, that's why she, she didn't want to account for everything. She was like, I don't. She took accountability. She's like, I don't believe he was gonna actually do that to me. Right. But in the sense, he put me in a position of. Just, fear. I can understand how scared, how scared that he can held her me. against her will. Yeah. And then on top of that, they did get into a sort of sexual situation. Yeah. So you, and then on top of that, she was, I know she was being honest and just saying like, maybe and she, she don't know Ric like Flair that. personally. She yeah. don't know that he did But maybe this. he might have. You don't know. We don't you even don't, know. We don't, who knows what who we knows don't what know about. Or, yeah, or who was. knows what he's done to other people. True. 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 You know, and, and, and just that aspect of loan that he could have got this close to you. But then if this is how they behave behind closed door, when Terry said, when, when she, the, no uh, Brock Lesnar yep. flashed her mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And you like, just ignore it and stuff like that. One thing that I really love about this episode, even though that, even though all the neg with all the negative things that happened and that we were made privy to, I also am glad that there was some awareness put on this shit. Like, 
like now there's some people out there that may have had stuff like this happen to them and they try to speak out against it and they have no support or they're like, oh, man, we don't believe it. And when something like this on a nationally syndicated television station comes out and it's revealing this sort of information, mm. that might, that's probably going to encourage a lot more people to speak out and, and tell their truth. And tell it, but you always know that ever since they did that one thing with um, Lita and... Uh, yeah, and, and, and Edge, that and and, and all, Edge, yep, and and then just the whole entire. I never. It's, it's one of those things where it's like you know it's something never has been, happened, yeah. but like it's this never was like favorable for here women. It goes. The the curtain is like was finally lifted up to be like all that stuff that you thought was happening. No, it's really happening, bro. Like, the abuse that Lita took sometimes, and I really think about it yeah. as a person. I don't, I don't, I don't mess with that. Yeah, just it's, like what they put her through, what what. Just not just Lita, just the women, of the, the general, women of that but period. Specifically to her and Trish too. Yeah, Vince made her like get on the ground and bark like a dog. Right, and all types of crazy. Right, stuff. and I'm like, just like, bro, like I, I never was a, f- I've never been a fan as of Vince McMahon as a character. I I can respect his acumen as a businessman, and I always say this like I don't like Vince McMahon because number one, he's out of touch. He don't know what we want as a product. And it's it's obvious with what he puts on TV. It's obvious what kind of character he yeah, really and it, is, and it and it projects itself in everything that happens in the company. So it's like think about what they was teaching us. They was teaching us that like as kids, like telling people to Stacey Keebler got legs. Yeah, the puppies. You know what I mean? Something that went over my head, bro. Remember, uh, Test and Albert was a team TNA. Yeah, tits and ass. I know. I didn't even think about that. I was like, yo. I was 12 years old talking about TNA. We want TNA. Like, bro, crazy. Al Snow talking about head. What does everybody want? Head. Like, right. Like, <sighs> just right. And and then that's why, too, is just like certain characters that's just gimmicky and all that other stuff. I ain't really like that. That's why yeah. I probably stuck to Undertaker, an original character. Mm-hmm. He didn't need all that crazy stuff to make him whatever the only and then that's why too i got I, I respect a lot of not even to say what because you who know what kind of character he is because i don't True, know we don't know Trip, we don't, triple we don't know h. any of these people personally i only i like i like triple h because his intention was i guess everybody was trying to be a ladies man and all types of but he specifically said i'm gonna be a heel until i get to the top of the wrestling thing and then i'm gonna do what i gotta do to support other wrestlers and that's point blank period mm-hmm. and, and he, he does, and, and he's stuck at, to that i mean look at nxt right like, it, the talent that passed through there wouldn't have got there without him and there's that. and there's some angles that i'm not too proud of, of triple h like the one booker t angle and stuff like that when he was talking yeah, about his hair and stuff like that a lot of and, stuff with the uh, cane uh, and all that the cane yeah, stuff they had and everything going on, yeah that. it was there was a you lot know? of bad stuff but that era in general you can fucking throw that whole era in a bag and just be like this is bad a lot this of stuff tr- that we should not terrible. have seen we should not, not have, have seen, seen this kids. especially at the age we were at it was right like, whoa and like i go back to what i was saying the awareness that a program like this shows because again i get that I think one thing that that's going to like distract people from this is the dark side of the ring, the element, the ambience that they're trying to portray, but like there's some serious shit. That's serious. There's some serious things going on in here and like if one you really had to wheel Razor Ramon and act like he was alive, bro, he could have caught a charge if he was dead. That's what I'm saying. 
there, there's so what do you there's a there's a lot of elements that are being made aware of and it this show in general because this is their third third season right this is the third season right i believe it's the third season there's, there's a lot of things that they have brought awareness to and as a wrestling fan someone who's a, a lifelong wrestling fan since i was five right, years old right like i consider this part of my life this is part of my culture it's not just something that you know oh i casually talk about wrestling like wrestling is it for me so like when it's i like see even a moniker yeah you when, know what i'm saying is like you got me back into wrestling yeah like it's, it's it's just it just it has a certain energy to it that once you get sucked in by it you cannot deny it right you can't there's nothing like it on on earth like wrestling is like nothing else so like with that being said in my closing wrestlers need more recognition as athletes first but also in the regard of being entertainers and people need to uh expect certain things given who these people portray themselves as however that doesn't make it okay doesn't make it cool just because you choose to project yourself in a way doesn't make it okay and doesn't mean people have to accept that projection. So I think this was like a blaring indication of like an opportunity for us as humans mm-hmm. to to improve, to be like, look, man, I know I want to be the champion, but there's going to be some people out there that aren't going to receive that. Right. And I need to be respectful and mindful of that. And I think people like that, like what Ric Flair did and what Tommy Dreamer said, those are people that need to be more aware of things like that. And yeah. I think this is going to show. Even to the case of, and I, and I and directly after I watched this, I heard something else, too, mm-hmm. about the Rockers. I didn't hear anything. I heard that they used to drug day shorties. Oh, and, I mean, th- again, they talked about that. They talked about that on Dark Side of the Ring. They did? Yeah, they talked about the that. Rocker, about the Rockers? Not about the Rockers, but RVD talked about guys doing that. And see, Even in that same story. So, again, these a show like this, with all the darkness that comes with it, it brings a ton of awareness. Right. And for those parts, that's why I really respect the show and I respect the directors and producers of this publication because, like, you can really tell, number one, that they're wrestling fans. Right. And they're not just coming in here to try and capitalize off the popularity of of wrestling to make money or anything like that. They're really telling real stories that have never had an opportunity to come to light. Right. And with that brings awareness. So like, correct. I'm here for dark side of the ring. The next episode. Oh, I'm, yeah, here, I'm for, here for all of that. I'm super curious personally to watch the Luna Vachon episode. Cause she was one of my favorite, like female characters coming up. She was one of those female characters that wasn't like the one girl. She that was has- never going to put on a, bra- have a brawn panties match. Never. She, you wasn't never gonna see Luna Vachon in no Braun panties match, and that's a fact. So like, I want to see that. One I always too. respected her, like, and she, to, and to find out just some of the small things that I heard about her being legitimately schizophrenic. Yeah, when I was seeing that, I was to like, have to oh, overcome what? something like that, and it even goes more with what we were talking about—the blurred lines of, yeah. am I Luna Vachon or am I who I really who am? I, yeah. Like, so. Man, I I cannot wait to dive even deeper into. We mean me. You might have to make this a series. It's we definitely like, might. You I might have to review the, all of them. All the Dark Side of the Rings. Yeah. one of my favorites was the I one with Randy Savage. 
Randy Savage was, one was good. That was the Brian a good Pillman one. one was a that good one, one for was me a good too. one too. Uh, there actually there was a all of them were actually good. good. They're all good, but those are ones that are like my favorites. The, the Randy Savage one touched my heart because it really that one right there is because he was the exact character that he was as that character, but mm-hmm. at the same time. Like that character translated well to his real life. Like he was a passionate person. True. He loved hard. He wasn't into all that other crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. He was a straight. He just up had dude. something to prove, and he yeah. wanted to prove that shit. Right. And and even the things that I was listening to, and when he was encountering everybody, talk about him. Like there was not one really bad thing they could True. really say. Don't a lot of people were talking about how like, intelligent he was, he was, how much they bruh. helped him in the ring. Yeah, he was a, he was really looking out for the boys. He was just so passionate about who who he protected and who he loved. Yeah, and that right there stuck out to me as a. That's why I'm just like, this is the reason. Like I even made a connection of why you be like, this is Bone Saw, and yeah. I'm just like, bro, like. Just be a man, Hogan. Like, bro, you care. Intense, like intensity you, that can be matched. And I love that. Right. Yep. You're not just like a jackass. Right. That's my last cuss word. <laughs> but yeah, man, if y'all <laughs> haven't had a chance to watch it yet, make sure y'all go view it. If you don't have access to Vice Network specifically, oh, I on know, YouTube, right? It's well, like, on, on, only the first episode. Only the first one or two episodes are free on Vice. But I know if you have Hulu, they do the rerun. So, because that's where I watch it. I watch it right. on Hulu. So, um, but if you, if you don't have access to any of that, like I said, the very first episode, the one that we just reviewed is available right now for free on YouTube on Vice's direct channel. So, um, if not, just go to Vice TV. If you have that on your cable provider or YouTube TV or whatever you got sling or whatever you're using, check it out, man. Cause even if you're not a wrestling fan, you can really take something away from this production i think right i think there's something to be learned just as human beings from this show not right. just as wrestling fans so, right like i said check it out dark side of the ring that's what we're talking about i don't got nothing else to say it's been your boy c ham you got anything to say my g only thing i want to say is uh be safe be morally sound treat others as you would treat yourself uh it's a golden rule um a lot of things will go better smoother um i know it's a lot of hate in this world i know they telling you you know, take the vaccine, don't take the vaccine, mm-hmm. uh, t- uh, be this, be that, do this, do that, do what you want to do, but in good according moral standard within the universe. I like that. And with that being said, get off my line. Get off.